God will always challenge you because he loves you and he wants to show you his power beyond that of daily mundane life. He will show you when we step out in faith, that's where the miracles take place. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through his series called Close Encounters with Jesus. So, get ready to follow along in your Bible as we join Pastor Mike. The word well is, in the new versions, is the word sozo. And sozo can mean well, but basically do well. But really what it's talking about is completed or or protected or much more than just having a good bill of health. It's much more than that. And it comes across in the original, in the old King James, for your faith has made you whole, the Bible says. You see, you can be well... You can experience the blessing of God, but it's when we come back and say thank you, that's what makes us completed. Because first of all, we recognized our need. The second thing is we recognize a miracle has happened. And the third thing is we we recognize that God is the one that did it and we're thankful. You see, those are really important. So there is a way that we do things to uh, uh, release the power of God in our life. Now, you can have all kinds of, you can have all kinds of, uh, uh, of faith and ideas, but unless you put that to feet to your faith, those just simply stay ideas and things. So you say, well, what then, how does that work? Well, the first thing I found is this. When we're thankful over little things, God begins to then give us more. Here's why. We recognize the source of the blessing. The problem is, so much of our life, we say, wow, you're lucky. Or, Man, you're fortunate or whatever. No, 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 no. There's no luck. And I've shared this before. There's no luck in a Christian's life. It's divine providence. And where you're at right now in your relationship with God, in your faith, in your walk, is where you demonstrate your relationship with God. God will always challenge you because he loves you, and he wants to show you his power beyond that of daily mundane life. He will show you when we step out in faith, that's where the miracles take place. So first of all, we find the lepers being healed, 10 of them. Only one came back and say thank you. In my own personal life, when I read this, sometimes I become extremely convicted because I realize of all the things God has done for me, I probably wish I could get to 
10% of all the things that God does for me. And by the way, one in 10, 10%. So of all the blessings God's given you, how much do we thank him for? That we have food to eat, a roof over our head, gas in our tanks. I remember back in 1973 when the gas shortage was on. And some of you might remember that if you were alive then. And we'd line up, uh, sometimes there would be lines two miles long, people waiting in line to get gas at a gas station. In fact, I have a sign in my garage that one of my friends who worked at a gas station gave me. It says, last car in line, no more gas today. And that car was to wear that uh, sign on their, on their back of their car to let people know that don't get in line because there's no more. There's, that's all there was. And so you think about that for a minute, and I, I thank God for that. And by the way, there was all kinds of scams going on. Then a bunch of enterprising thieves got a hold of a, uh, one of their friends that could draw well, and it said, gas certificate coupon, $10. And so they said, well, in order to speed up the line, we're not going to do that. So what they did is they pre-sold these bogus gas certificates. And when they saw the car that they'd sold the first one to come up to the gas station, they ran. They come up to the gas station. The guy says, here's the, my certificate for the gas. The gas station guy goes, what's that? Well, those guys, we, we just bought it for $10. He goes, I don't know anything about that. They just took a mile long worth of gas line people. People were so desperate. Thank God for your gas in your car. Thank God that you have a car that runs. Thank, you. Thank God that you have tires on your car. You see, I can find myself so much in the point of being unthankful that it's actually quite scary to me. But it's when we're thankful, God takes notice of that. And I believe that is what releases the power for God in our lives to do more. Now, again, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priests. Now, this is kind of an interesting thing. Who are the people in the Bible that brought most of the trouble to Jesus's life? Was it the Roman government? Nope. Was it, uh, was it the common people? No. It was the religious people were the number one problem that Jesus had and the early church had and the apostle Paul had because they had a form of godliness, but they really didn't know their daddy. Sad. Because again, they took everything for granted. And so we remember then that Jesus told them to go show themselves to the priest. And can you see these nine guys or 10 guys, this one guy probably caught up with them, go in, show themselves to the priest, say, look, we're healed. Who did this to you? Jesus did. Ah, more healings of Jesus. We have to explain away. Well, that's part of the, part of the things that Jesus does. In the miracles that God does, People are touched by that, and it is through them in what God has instructed you to do that God is glorified, that yes, God is still in the miracle working business, and he wants to do one for you, and through you, he will do that in others. You see your testimony, what God has for you. There's nobody that can argue with that. I've had people come up to me and say, well, you know, I'd like to go out and uh, share what God has done to me, but I don't know the Bible that well. I go, really? Well, what, ha what do you know about God? Well, I know I got saved. I said, share that. 
You see, a lot of times we think that in order to share our faith or whatever, we have to be a theological seminary graduate. And that's not the case. All you have to do is share with people what has God done for you. Nobody can tamper with your testimony, friends. That's what's really great about God. And so you always have that to share. And then he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. That's interesting. You see, you can have a miracle in your life. You can experience the miracle in in your life. But it's not until you come back and say thankful, are you a completed person? You might say this person was born again at this point when he came back and said thank you. Everybody experienced, all those lepers experienced the power of God, the miracle of God, but only one came back and said thank you, which completed him, and that he realized that it was God who did it. I wonder how many times, again, we miss what God wants to do in our lives. In a sense, we're all lepers. We all need a touch from God. We all need that restorative work that God does that only God can do. You you can't make a miracle on your own. It, It doesn't matter what you do, but it's when we realize our need and God ministers to our need that we say thank you. You know, it's one. It's funny. It's uh, if you study what kept the children of Israel from going into the Promised Land. If you ever do an Old Testament study, it's because the Israelites every night when the sun would go down, they would go down and hit all the strip clubs, all the bars along the Nile, and God got angry and wouldn't let them go into the Promised Land. If you believe that, I suggest you really start reading your Bible more. The Bible says what kept the children of Israel from going into the Promised Land. Well, they were partying on the Nile. No, that's not what kept them from going into the promised land. Uh, What kept the children of Israel from going into the promised land was smoking and drinking and cussing and carousing. No, that's not what kept them from going into the promised land. It says they were unthankful and they were unholy. That's what kept them from going in the promised land. Now, isn't that funny? Because we don't think that, that being unthankful is sinful. But what did Jesus say? Look at verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, where there are not ten cleansed, where are the nine? Jesus called into account the blessing that he did for them, and it went unnoticed. Went went unthanked. I look at that and I go, wow, God, you mean... Do you think that maybe we in our Christianity sometimes can major on the minors and minor on the majors? And a lot of times people think, well, as long as I'm not out carousing and hitting the strip clubs and and, and, and smoking and drinking and cussing and chewing and running around with people who do, I'm okay. But that's not what kept the children of Israel from going into the promised land And that's here what we find. What God took notice of was unthankfulness. Isn't it amazing that sometimes we don't think unthankfulness is a sin? We just think that it's part of, well, I'm a king's kid, tinted glass and Erico. You know, no, we belong to God. But when we belong to God, we recognize what he does. And when we give him thanks, 
He's blessed. And you know what? When you're thankful for what you have, I know God's going to give you more because it's a condition of the heart. This morning, to just consider that. Consider the thankfulness ometer in your life. When was the last time you really just sat down when you pray and just say, Lord, I just want to thank you for this and this and this, and maybe not even ask him for anything. You know, I'll tell you something. I believe, as the Bible says, God knows what we need before we ask. And all God wants us to do is recognize his presence in our life. Now, really, this message is probably more today for Christians than non-Christians in this regard. When you're not a Christian, you're like a leper. You're, you're just looking for whatever it is that's going to make you feel, hey, have mercy on me. I don't know what I need, but, you know, whatever you got. And Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. They turned, and as they went. And by the way, Jesus didn't say, you're healed, go. He said, go show yourself to the priest. Now, I believe the, those lepers knew what that meant. Because they were the only ones that could declare him to be healed. And so he says, go show yourself to the priest. And so as they went, God healed them. You know, in this walk of faith that we all have in our Christian experience, I I don't know what God's going to do in your life. I'm not completely convinced what God's going to do in mine. All God's called me to do is keep putting the feet in front of each other in this walk of faith, being thankful for what he's done in our life, and just say, Lord, I know that I'm in you. And God, I don't want to be ever to the position where I get angry with you because you didn't give me what I want. I want you. You know, sometimes what God doesn't give you protects you. You think about it for a minute when you're a parent and you have your children and they come up to you and say, hey, daddy, I want to I wanna play with the blowtorch. And you go, no, honey, you can't handle it right now. Daddy, I want to play with razor blades. No, you can't play with razor blades right now. You see, a lot of times when God says no to us, he's protecting us. And of course, what we're asking God for to us doesn't look like a razor blade or a blowtorch. But God knows that in the wrong conditions, that will not only destroy you, but destroy those around you. So what does God do then? He reminds us to be thankful. Because he's the source from all things that come down from the Father of lights. God wants you to simply say, Lord, thank you. And when you pray and daddy says no, you know what? Right on. Thank you, Lord, that you stopped. Because I don't know what I would have done had you done that. And you know, sometimes it doesn't take sometimes more than a month or a couple days or a couple years When you say, wow, it reminds me of the old story that I heard one time about two women down at the end of the service on a Sunday morning, both weeping and crying. One because she married Billy Bob and the other one because she didn't. Well, again, you don't know what God's best for you is. We don't know what we want in our lives because we're so influenced by our society. You know, you look and see how how the media has affected the way we think about 
families, what we think about ourselves, what we think about success is, what we think about uh, uh, who you want to date. You look at all those things of what society says, and if you're not listening to God's voice, you'll begin to believe the lie of the world, and the lie of the world will never, ever tell you the truth. Where do you get your code you live by? Years ago, Crosby, Seal, Nash, and Young sang a song, said there's a code you will live by. Okay, where do you get that code? Do you get it from society, from uh, the lyrics in the top 40? Country Western or rock and roll? Where do you get that idea of what normal is? Well, the world tells you more is better. The Bible says God's blessing is best. I just encourage you this morning, as a Christian, thank the Lord for what he's done. And you'll find that in your Christian experience, as you turn and walk towards the priest, Jesus Christ, that God will heal you. He begins to heal you. The Bible doesn't say here what moment they were healed. Did it happen the minute they turned or every step they took again? As we mentioned before, the blotches on their skin got more color in them? Don't know. All I can tell you is this. When we walk towards under the command of Jesus to do and walk towards the priest, Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, when we walk towards him, God brings about the healing that you and me need. And when we recognize that healing, we say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Again, thankfulness is the key in the rest of God's blessings. Thankfulness is the key for seeing the miracles of God. Again, if you're not thankful for what you have, you'll never be thankful for what you get. And so God has spoken to us and said, I love you. And when we say to Jesus, as he died on the cross for us, thank you. We have accepted what he's done for us. And see, if you don't ever say thankful to God for what he's done, then we die in our sins. You see, the, the Bible tells us in John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. First question would be is this. Have you said thank you to God for that? You see, if you say, well, I don't need that. I, I'm all right. I, I, you know, I'm... You know, I, I, I'm not as bad as the person that lives next door. I mean, I, I, I listen to some of the stuff they, the fights they have and the screaming and yelling going on and all that kind of stuff going on. I'm not bad like they are. So I, I really don't need to say thank you, God, because I, I'm going to make it on my own. When we say thankful, we then release the power of God in our life. The first thing we do when we come to God is we say thank you for dying on the cross for me. And then each day as we walk in faith, we say, thank you, Lord, for another day that I can serve you. And Lord, thank you for the things around me. Now I found something else so important about thankfulness. You'll find this in your own life. In fact, it'll change the way you live. When you start naming the things that you have that you're thankful for. Because then we begin to think, God, how can I use these things that you've given me since I'm thankful for them to further your kingdom? You will be amazed. Lord, thank you for this clunky old car. God says, hey, you could pick up people that want to come to church in that clunky old car. Really? Okay, I'll do that. So we start picking up. I did this myself. I know this is true. I know how this works. 
And I used to pick up a group of kids to take them to church in a clunky old car I had. And God just worked it out, and I, I had enough money. I paid cash for a, a, a new Dodge van. Looked like a hippie van, but I just loaded people. I, I think I had 12 or, I probably shouldn't say this, I had probably 12, 14 kids in, in my van, and we'd go out to, to uh, church and, and, and just hear God's word taught and bands. This was years ago when I lived in California, but uh, how... how I was just thankful for what God did. And then that opens up another door. And that opens up another door. If you want to move your Christian experience off of stagnant into something, the key is being thankful. What can you be thankful for today? Now, if you already are a Christian, I just want you to take inventory. How can I use what God has given me for your glory? Now, sometimes it's an idea. Sometimes it is your education. Sometimes it is your diploma. Sometimes it is your hobbies. Sometimes it is those things that you have an attraction for. Why is that? Because God put that in your heart. Do you realize there's people around you that that are like that, that think like you do? Some people say, as an example, my wife sometimes makes fun of me. She says, you're a geek. Yeah, I know, I don't have the horn rim glasses with the tape on the center and the pocket saver, but I'm kind of a geek. I'm kind of a radio nerd geek. But the thing is, one thing I do know, there's other radio nerd geeks that need Jesus. <laughs> and so when, you ex- when, when you're around people that, that have a common interest, you can share the gospel with people. So the point is, is this. Thankfulness unlocks the key to all of God's blessings. That's what it is. Once you're a Christian, once you know Christ, turn the key. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for what you've given me. Thank you for what health I have. Thank you. And you know, there's a lot of things. I, I, I heard a story one time uh, and uh, one of the commentaries I was reading, and it was um, uh, Matthew Henry, I believe it was, who was robbed. And in his robbing, he said, Lord, uh, thank you uh, that they took my wallet, not my life. Uh, Lord, thank you that it wasn't me that was out stealing wallets. You know, Lord, thank you that there wasn't a lot of money in my wallet. There's a lot of things we can be thankful for, even in the midst of not, of not always having it our way. There's always something God wants to show us. This morning, if you're not a Christian, and you're saying, I haven't been very thankful at all, I want to encourage you this morning to Let God do what he wants to do in your life. That's the very first thankful thing we say to God is, Lord, thank you. And then from there, God begins to show us his grace and his mercy. Again, God giving to you and me his love. This morning, if you're not a Christian, we're going to pray. And you can ask the Lord into your life, people listening by by radio and by Facebook and all those, we just want to just open the invitation to you as well. And um, let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name, and I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you that you died on the cross for me. And that your blood covered my sins. And Lord, that you healed me of my spiritual leprosy that so changed and so isolated me from you. And so from this day forward, 
I want to walk in your love. I want to walk in your blessings. And though I may not always understand what, I'm, what you've called me to do as I walk in faith, I will see you provide and bless me. So I ask you now to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And thank you. And thank you for eternal life that I have in you. And thank you now that I have a reason to live for, a self I can live with and a faith I can live by. And so from this day forward, may I walk in your love. May I walk in your purpose. May I walk in your design. And Lord, thank you that I can spend eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse-by-verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.